Welcome to the Trinity Grace Church Tribeca podcast. At Trinity Grace Church, our mission is to help New Yorkers grow in love by practicing the way of Jesus for the good of our city. If you're interested in Trinity Grace Church Tribeca, check out our website at tgctribeca.com where you can learn more about us and learn about ways that you can help support our church and this podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook to see and hear what's going on in our community. Thank you for joining us today and welcome grace and peace to you. text says that as Jesus and his, and his disciples were on their way, they came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to them. So isn't Martha almost doing the thing that the Good Samaritan was doing? Like these this band of travelers coming through, she opens her home in hospitality to them. And then in verse 39, she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all her preparations that had to be made. And she came to him, and she had a complaint on her lips. Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. And then we get the Lord's response. Martha, Martha, you're worried and upset about many things, but a few things are needed, or indeed, only one. And Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Here we have, in this story, Jesus pointing out that there are distractions in our life that can carry us away from the main point of life. The person who occasioned the Good Samaritan story was after that question of, what is life? How do I inherit eternal life? What what is the essence of that? And Jesus said, tell me how you understand the law. And he said, it means to love God and love your neighbor. And Jesus said, exactly, do that and you'll live. And then the guy's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, who's my neighbor? And then he tells the story. And so Jesus is trying to focus him on being present and attentive to the neighbor. And here you have a woman who has opened her home, but even in doing a good thing like offering hospitality, has somehow become distracted. Even in this parable of the Good Samaritan, the the people who passed the person in need by were oft and up to good things. They were preoccupied with good things. And I think in, in a city like ours, we can often be worried and preoccupied in the language of Jesus to uh, Mary. You're worried and upset about many things. Like, is there a better motto for New York life? (laughs) And yet Jesus sees that even in this false attentiveness, this pseudo-attentiveness to important things, something can be lost. And so this story invites us to consider what's being lost in the torrent of our life right now. What are we missing out on? What are we so distracted by and preoccupied by that's causing us to miss what makes life life? 
what, what God, the gift of God right in front of us. And so this story is in many ways about learning to live in the moment, learning to respond to the things that are important in our lives. Uh, at the beginning of the year, does anybody make New Year's resolutions here? I, I tend to make <laughs> New Year's resolutions. I rarely am able to keep them. Um, but I was with friends at the, the beginning of the new year, and we were all meant to uh, bring a sort of intent, an intent for the year, which is a little different than a resolution, I guess, but really it's just a spiritual way to say, I have a goal this year. And, um, <laughs> and so my goal this year was, uh, as I reflected on my life and I reflect on where I sense God leading me, was people over blank. Um, this idea of, of uh, putting the people in my life over all the other things that get my attention. And lots of things get our attention based on our personality types. I mean, you might be here and your personality type is fed, like your ego is fed by getting things right and doing it the right way. And all your energy goes toward uh, sort of the justice of something or the rightness of something. Um, and it, and it, it almost feels like a salve for your soul to get it right or to be good. Some of you are helpers, like Martha, and you're just like always looking at, for the need, always trying to tune into the need and dial into the need, and, uh, and that becomes your preoccupation. That's where you get your sense of self, your sense of worth, your sense of meaning. Some of you love to be admired. You just love to, that rush that comes when someone sees you and appreciates you and admires you. And so your energy goes to the distracting energy of curating your image, of putting your, a certain version of yourself forward that will get the praise of others. Others of you are driven just to be super unique. And you, you, you through your work or through your art or through your lifestyle, you're constantly driven by this, this sense to, to stand out or to be different. And you're distracted by that. Some of you are just like, you know what? I just need a good book and time alone this weekend, and I'm good. And you get, you get that sense of, uh, of, I don't know, that dose of endorphins from uh, just like gathering information and hoarding it and getting excited about learning more about something. And you're very distracted and preoccupied in your head with making sense of things. And so your weekend is TED Talks and think pieces and long form essays. Others of you just like, you're like, I just need my people because that's how I feel safe. I need my people. I need the people who uh, give me security and love uh, to, just, to just make me feel good in the world. And so the weekend's all about, uh, you know, reconnecting and hanging. Um, and you know what else you like that makes you feel good? You like uh, a strong leader, someone who would tell you like it is and help you, help you think about the world in a better way. So you gravitate toward big, you know, strong politicians or religious leaders, people who will, like, set you at ease and set your fears at bay. Others of you get distracted by pleasure because you're just like, you know what? Life's hard. Life is hard and it's painful. And let's go have a good time tonight, right? Let's, let's plan something on the horizon that will give us something to look forward to in the midst of all the pain and all the struggle and all the chaos. And we can get distracted by all our future fantasies of the next cool thing that we're going to do. 
And others of us, we just want, we want to we wanna do something and use our strength to help people in need. The weak, the vulnerable, however we see that. And we've got a cause. We've got something to fight for. And so we get distracted by all the fights, all the ways we can use our strength to do something good in the world to protect other people. And so our distractions can take many different shapes and forms. But whatever shape it takes, Jesus is inviting us to reconsider how we get distracted and what is in really in front of us in our lives. What are we missing because we're so distracted by what our ego needs? Martha needs, uh, she probably needs to feel like a good person for opening her home. She probably wants to get it right. You know, she's the person who's like all about the, the cutlery and the table settings and the right flowers and just getting it all, creating the environment. And it's like, it looks all fine and good, but she's distracted from the whole point of this moment, which is let's be together. Let's commune with one another. She might just be the helper. She might be the someone who's like, she gets the fix from serving until uh, she gets a little jealous, right? Someone else is getting what she wants and she's like, no, 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 no. You don't get to get off easy. I know some of you are like siding with Martha, like, yeah, what are you doing, Mary? <laughs> Lazy Mary. <laughs> but Jesus takes up for Mary and says, she's touching, she's tapping into the one thing. The Good Samaritan was tapping into the one thing. One looked like activity. The other one looked like quiet, attentive, listening. Both were present to the moment and to the need of the moment. So I'm not here to tell you this morning that to not be distracted, you need to just listen quietly. And I'm not telling you that you need to get out there and do something. What I'm telling you is that almost the sum of the gospel story tells us that the invitation to the one thing will take a thousand shapes because we're all in different places and we're preoccupied by different things. And what God is inviting us all to through, this, through these stories, and I think through this teaching, is to be present to the moment and to have a sense of discernment and attentiveness to what's right in front of us. You'll never get this moment again. What will you do with this moment? There's a sense in which the most needful thing is action and contemplation, right? It's doing and being. It's serving and it's listening. And a lot of us gravitate toward one pole or the other. And I would imagine in New York, most of us gravitate toward the doing pole. And we get to doing our career and doing the stuff. And then when we think of spirituality, we think about doing more things. Let's Let's do this justice project, or let's do this, uh, you know, fundraising campaign, or let's do this uh, serving on the board or serving in a role in the church. Let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. And the invitation of Jesus to Martha is to learn from Mary. Maybe you just need to stop. Maybe the activity is just feeding your ego. I asked this morning to a group uh, that does the book discussion, like how much of your own spiritual experience or religious experience is just illusion, is just you going through the motions, going through spiritual activity, 
but not really being attentive and present with your heart, with your mind, with your spirit, to the love of God. Paul pointed us to this. Paul taught us, you know, the love of God and the spiritual quest isn't always out there somewhere to be found. And so we take this restless energy and we just, we're, we're, we're going on search after search after search that often it can be found in our inmost being. And so he would pray for people and say, I pray for you that you would know the love, the height and the depth and the breadth and the width of God's love in your inmost being. In some ways, we silence our way into that. Sometimes we act our way into that. Either of them, silence and attentiveness and solitude and stillness or action toward justice and righteous causes, both of them prompt us to meet God if we have the right posture. And that's the one thing Jesus is getting at, this posture. To know God, to commune with God, to know God in our neighbor as we commune with our neighbor. I want you to think about where Jesus can be found. Because we obviously don't have physical Jesus right in front of us like Mary and Martha did. What do we have? Jesus promised that he'd be with us to the end of the age. And uh, today's epistle reading uh, in, in the lectionary that we follow, which we didn't read out loud today, uh, is a, a text from Colossians where Paul's like, you know what? There's a mystery at work in the world, and it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Paul thinks of Christ as present within us. And then we also have these strange, mysterious teachings of Jesus where he's like, you know where I can be found? In the other. I can be found in the poor that you help, in the naked that you clothe, in the prisoner that you visit, in the thirsty that you feed. That's where I can be found. He'll also say, and appear to his disciples after the resurrection as a stranger. He comes to them and, and, and appears to them after his resurrection, and nobody recognizes him at first. They have to go through this process of engaging and wrestling, and all of a sudden it dawns on them, I've met with Christ. And I think the same is true for Christian discipleship, for the spiritual life, of learning to encounter and to be attentive to God in Christ, in our own hearts, and in the world around us, as we pay attention, the one thing, attentiveness to God and to our neighbor in the moment. And so what is God inviting you to as you think about your life and your story right now at this point in New York? What kind of practice could you embrace to help you see this way and be this way? What kind of community would you want to build and be a part of that encourages you to see this way and to be this way so that you don't let the torrent of life pass you by while you miss the point of life. May God give us grace. May God's Holy Spirit prompt our imagination for what the next step looks like and what the next chapter could look like in our life if we would pay attention to these stories and we would take up their invitation. And I pray God's grace and power be with you as you earnestly wrestle with that. Let's pray. God, we thank you for this gospel story. Gospel literally meaning good news. As I sit here and I think about our community and I ponder what it would look like if we all had space in our life 
to grow in attentiveness, how we would be blessed by it, how our world would be blessed by it, how our city would be blessed by it, how our offices would be blessed by it, how our friendships would be blessed by it, and our marriages and our children would be blessed by it. Lord, give us the grace as we come to this table to tap back into the mystery of life, which is relationship, which is love, which is paying attention to another rather than getting lost in the preoccupations of ourselves. Lord, may we lose our life in order to find it once again this morning. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Trinity Grace Church Tribeca podcast. You can subscribe to our podcast through iTunes or wherever else you get your podcasts. And please take time to rate and review. And of course, we couldn't do this without your support. So if you would like to make a donation, you can text TGC Tribeca to 77977. That's TGC Tribeca to 77977. And your support is very much appreciated. Grace and peace to you.